Hi, this is Michael McIntyre. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. Listen, I wanted to make an announcement that we have our next level experience beginning April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd right here in Big D, Dallas, Texas, baby. So if you want to apply for this amazing three-day intensive, listen, it's not for snowflakes. It takes you on. It's changing your life in a better way, in a Jesus, Holy Spirit-filled way. Hey, it's taking it all to the next level. Your business, your physical, your relational, your spiritual. Come on. John 10, 10 is what we base this on. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life abundant, and we are all about abundant. Check us out. It costs you no money up front. Yeah. All you have to do is apply. We'll let you know when, exactly what hotel it's going to be at and when it is. And if you're coming in from out of state, we've got a great rate at the Hilton Hotel, one of the Hiltons here in Dallas, so we can bless you in that aspect. And at the end of the program, if you want to bless us going forward, that's all right. If not, that's all right, too, because we're all about kingdom building. This is a kingdom, wealth building, relational building, spiritual building, three-day event, and it's incredible. Go check it out at themichaelmcintyre.com. Now enjoy this amazing Next Level podcast. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humblest host here at the Next Level Podcast. And we are in Studio M today. And man, we are here with a king. Ha! That's right. King Topher, baby. I've been trying to get him on this podcast for a long time. Finally, my people connected to his people who connected to the other people and got back a hold of me, which is my people. And so here we are. And uh, hey, uh, Topher, welcome to the uh, Next Level Podcast, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said to you earlier, I I'm a huge fan of the podcast listen to it all the time when I'm at the gym. So it's an honor to be here and I'm excited to chat. Good, good. Well, maybe we'll give you a good workout during your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, for, for our uh, listeners that might not be familiar with you, uh, but King Topher is building a kingdom, a DJ, producer, songwriter, label owner. King Topher is a singular talent who knows exactly who he is and what he wants his music to say. He has over a decade behind the decks and producing. And I looked over to some of your numbers, bro. Man, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Billboard Dance Top 25, Dance Radio Top 20, uh, 135M uh, plays on Spotify, uh, Bring Kingdom uh, Streams, Apple, all these things, man. You've got so much things going on. I, I love your Instagram post. I love the way you're showing up out there. And I've got a whole litany of questions. And uh, yeah. my son in love, who's a Grammy winner, I said, man, I'm interviewing the king and uh he said, <laughs> he said he said elvis i said no the other king king Topher. <laughs> hey i'll take i'll take that whatever lord was doing with elvis i'll receive that right now <laughs> come on bro so man just you know give our audience give our listeners and some of our viewers out there uh kind of a you know who you are what you're doing man and because I, I know you just got out there to bethel and uh it like i was telling you earlier i think i'm running it it's a Bethel uh, month <laughs> phenomenon for me, but uh, it's no mistake. God's perfect timing and it's perfect timing for you, Telfer. So share with us what's going on in your world, man. What's happening with you and music? Yeah. So we, my wife and I just, in, my, in our six month old, we just moved out here to Redding, California. We were living in Europe for the past six, six and a half years, two in the UK and then four, four and a half in Amsterdam. And um, yeah, I mean, I make house music. 
Uh, and before COVID, you know, usually traveling all over the world, playing shows and festivals and raves and clubs and all that stuff. But COVID kind of threw a wrench into that for a couple of years. And yes. we're starting to see things come back, which is good. Um, but yeah, I've been, been living over in Europe. And while building things over there, it's just an artist and started a record label that's been doing really well. And <laughs> the Lord was like, all right, guys, the grace is off of Amsterdam. Let's move to Redding, California. So... I was like, wow. all right, you know, I, I guess we'll do this. So we're wow. here. So it was it a, was it a, so when you moved out to Amsterdam, was it a big culture shock for you? Or was it like the Lord just led you out there and you just were salt and light in that situation? What happened? Yeah, I mean, it, Amsterdam's a beautiful city. And yeah. so loved like the culture, the architecture, all that stuff. But we picked Amsterdam specifically because it's a very friendly city to uh, like expats. And so... Right. Everyone speaks English in the city. Everything's in English. And so it was like, okay, this is really easy to just come here. And it's very easy to get visas and get set up. Um, and then my wife's great grandparents, they're Dutch as well. So oh, wow. there's a little bit of like family lineage there. And yeah. And then my wife got offered a job at the Nike headquarters. And so she took that. I'm like, I guess we'll be here for a few years. And so we were. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's really coincidental. I just got a sponsor. Uh, Nike sent me a whole bunch of stuff. One of my Let's friends. Okay. Yeah, one of my yeah. friends at uh, Nike and uh, said, I'll take it, man. Show me those Jordans, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah. He, sent, he sent me like 10 of these things, you know. I'm afraid to take them out of the box, man. I, I saw I, your Instagram. I was yeah. like, that shoe game's going to be pretty strong these days. I know, man. I think <laughs> somebody said, hey, man, those things will be worth something someday, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way this inflation's going, I mean, <laughs> it'll be worth about yeah. $100,000 a shoe. Oh, jeez. So, so, uh, King Topher, let me ask you this. At what age did you really start getting interested in music? So I got my first pair of turntables, um, I guess my 15th birthday. My birthday is a few days after Christmas. And so as a joint Christmas and birthday present, I asked my parents, like, can I get a pair of turntables? And I grew up in Indiana. Uh, nobody knew about dance music around me. Everyone thought it was this weird European thing. And I got <laughs> turntables and fell in love. And so yeah, I've been DJing for 22 years now, and I've been making music for about 16. That's crazy. So Indiana, yeah. it's kind of, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that movie Footloose, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a new, it was a new experience. So, uh, so how long have you been following the Lord? How long have you been, been a Christian? Yeah, I guess I grew up going to church and all that, um, but it, it, there have been two kind of really pivotal moments. One was right before I went to college. I made a decision. I was like, look, I either need to own this and make it my own and not just we go to church as a family and it's like a cultural thing of where I grew up. So I either need to own this or not. And so I decided, no, I'm going to go all in on this. That was when I went to college. And so stopped drinking, stopped doing stupid stuff when I went to college, which is backwards. Most people like behave really well in high school, then go crazy in college. I was the opposite. I wasn't crazy in high school, but you know, definitely made some stupid choices. And right. then it was, uh, man, let's see, 2015 is when I really feel like I, for the first time, really started to understand the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so, because where I grew up, you know, everyone loves Jesus and loves yeah. the Bible and loves God, right. but there's right. not a lot of Holy Spirit stuff. And so, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I was when I was like, oh, this is some of those things that I thought and I had these senses of before I was able to kind of figure it out and like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit. This is what it is. And so that was in 2015 when that really kind of switched to a different level for me. And so those were two really pivotal moments for me in my That's faith. Awesome. That's awesome. So 
Uh, all right, so I'm gonna switch back to music. because I'm just fascinated by how you do this thing. So one of the questions I have is how soon did you start integrating technology into this music thing? I mean, with what I do, everything is so reliant on technology. And so yeah. I, I jokingly say to people, I'm the least qualified musician that happens to have like hundreds of millions of streams around the world. And I'm so grateful. You know, the Lord's like, oh, you were born for such a time as this. I was like, I'm grateful that I have computers and synthesizers and things like yeah. this because, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I was too busy playing sports to care about learning how to play the piano better. And so I, I understand music. I understand music theory. I know what needs to happen in a record, but I'm not someone who's like going to go on stage and just like rip off some beautiful thing on the piano. And so technology, I mean, dance music, you know, it, it's always been, you know, involved with technology from the eighties of like sampling old school funk and disco records and using these drum machines to where it's at now. So it's yeah. a huge part of, of what, what I do. So it must be, it's, it's a pretty big investment then because the technology is changing. Yeah. All, all, yeah. Right. Cause I know my son-in-law Blake, I mean, uh, you know, he's in the music, he's Grammy award winner. He's really crazy talented. And it's always, whenever I go over there, see him, it's always like, look at this new microphone. And it's like, yep. uh, I don't care, but I get how much did it cost? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It can be crazy. Yeah. But I know, you, I know you've got to keep up with that. All right. So uh, what is your favorite, what was your favorite collaboration or what is your favorite collab? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I think people always ask me like these favorite questions about my music. And I jokingly <laughs> always say, it's like, well, who's your favorite kid? Because they're, yeah, they're right. all like your own little creations. So they're all special, but there've been, there've been two. Well, I guess there's three that have been really, I think, pivotal for me. The first one is I did a remix for this pop star named Daya, who she's huge and Interscope wanted me to do a remix for her. And, you know, it's got almost, I think it's got 45 million plays on Spotify Dang. right now. And so it's like, that's pretty cool. Um, Wow. Just to have something that, that's done that well. Uh, then I did a remix for Bastille, which is a huge band from yeah. the UK. I've always been a huge fan. So when they reached out and then the lead singer like messaging me on Instagram, yo, we love the remix. This is amazing. That was cool. And then the other collaboration would be my song Pressure, which came out last year and did it with this 16-year-old kid who actually lives here in Reading, who signed to my label. And it, it just exploded. It was one of Apple Music's top 50 dance songs of last year. Come on, bro. dance radio top 20 billboard top 25 so for different reasons those three are really yeah, special to me that's really cool yeah because yeah, uh i don't know if you ever heard my podcast i interviewed skillet i don't know if you heard i that did I, I was just i was at, doing a workout in phoenix arizona <laughs> listening to that i specifically remember it yeah because because his, his stuff is kind of unique too you know uh he's not your traditional you know stephanie gretzinger you know yeah, music, yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's hardcore christian rock which is kind of cool uh <laughs> yeah all right, so uh, all right, what what do you prefer, analog or digital? This is another question from my son-in-law. <laughs> I mean, they're both they're both beautiful in different ways. Like, mm -hmm. there's a real warmth and unique thing about analog. But I mean, with traveling and and everything like I used to do, and I, it's getting back there. Being able to do everything on the fly on the road is amazing. And so I could be sitting in a hotel room in, Mixing. you know, yeah. Korea and like finish a record and and just my laptop and my headphones like that's yeah. pretty amazing to do so but yeah I mean if I mean if you can rock analog gear and like have access to it all the time it's hard to replicate that I know well you're you're yeah because it, I think that's real old school but it's such a yeah. pure sound too is it not yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that's what, okay. All right, cool. All right. So have you ever uh, sampled vinyl? Um, early on I would do, cause when I started DJing, it was all vinyl records, like the CDs and all that stuff weren't really a thing yet. And so as things progressed and things became more and more digital, I would sample some stuff from some old records that I had and make these kind of new remixes or new versions. So mm -hmm. uh, I do miss vinyl. It's really the, just the touch. And I feel like we used to appreciate music more like the tangible owning and holding of music. Now we're just like, oh, skip it, skip it. Next song, next song, skip it. It's so true. I do, I do miss those, but yeah. there's something beautiful about the digital age where your music can reach anyone Everywhere, anywhere in an anytime. instant. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I know, like, uh, next level experience in a green room, when we have our green room going, you know, I'll get on Spotify, and I'll start a, a song from Journey, then I'll jump over to YouTube. You know, yeah. I want the first three minutes, then I got to go to the next, you know, and, you know, it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. so I, I, but the vinyl, you know what I miss is the, is the artwork on the front covers. Mm. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know if you remember Electric Light Orchestra or not, or Boston, you know, uh, all, yeah. I know this are like in the, back in the Stone Age, but my dad uh, listened to Boston all the time. So oh, I remember yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And their album covers were just a work of art, you know, mm. uh, Beatles and Fleetwood Mac and all that stuff. So anyways, I'll quit aging myself. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, your favorite environment where you like to perform live. What's that look like? There... I mean, a couple, uh, well, yeah, there's a, my favorite club to play in the world is this club in Hamburg, Germany called Halo. And cool. Cool it's name. this, it's in the middle of the red light district of Hamburg and you walk in, you go down this basement and it's all exposed brick everywhere. And it's really low ceilings. And it's, there's like, I don't know, six inches between you and the crowd. So wow. like they're right there. And so, and it's the loud sound and it gets hot and sweaty and it's like, oh, this is so much fun. Uh, but then there's also something pretty amazing when you're playing on stage for like thousands and thousands of people yeah, yeah. and just like massive production and confetti shooting. And so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I love all of them. And yeah. I, funny enough, I've been doing some shows here in Reading where there's a coffee shop called Evergreen that I know the owner and we'll clear out everything and bring in a sound system and lighting and we'll turn it into a club. And I played a show there the other week and I was like, this is actually one of my favorite shows I've ever played. And it, it, just, cool. it just went off and people were so, people were so up for it. So I don't know. All, lots of different types of places are special, but yeah, Halo and Hamburg is my favorite club in the world to play. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. All right. So uh, biggest reward and challenge of running your own label. Biggest reward is seeing something from start to finish release the world and make an impact and be received and, and reach people all over the world. That's the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, biggest struggle and biggest frustration is, uh, since we're a very young label, like we don't have the finances to invest in the things like we want to, to really, really yeah. go after stuff. And so it's this constant tension of like, man, we're growing, we're growing, but we're not where we want to be yet, but also still enjoying the process. And so I think uh, those would be the, yeah, yeah, that'd be my biggest frustration. Yeah, I get being that. Being young in, in, in our journey of the label. Sure. So, you know, it, you know I, I, often you probably heard me talk about Red Ocean, Blue Ocean. And it seems like right now, uh, in because when I was at Upper Room, we started a record label over there, and yep. you know, obviously Michael W. Smith, you know, 
graced us and started start playing some of Alyssa Smith stuff. And, you know, then we, you know, the moments and I took a couple guys from behind the, uh, the uh, coffee shop and they started doing these moments and all of a sudden, boom, you know, you have an audience, you got 400,000 downloads on your label, yep. which is really cool. But um, I also know that there's a lot of other labels out there, you know, cause you know, for $2,500, you can start a label, basically incorporate and start, you know, but you got to sign these artists. And I guess in that aspect, if you find somebody that's really good, then all of a sudden, you know, they want to be paid and they want this. And then, and then, you know, and then of course the splits and the front ends and the back ends stuff's crazy, man. I don't know yeah. how you guys, you know, you know, I know, you know, I know for whatever reason, God's put me in this music world, which I know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, my daughter's married to a musician and I'm, I met a, I was up a room, you know, running a label and like not knowing anything going out there and, uh, hanging out with uh, Bethel and, you know, they got, you know, you know, they got this huge, you know, master collection of stuff. And so, but I don't, I know that there's a lot of competition out there. And yeah. so what you're saying is, is, is sounds really familiar and true that you yep. have to have some capital behind you if you really yeah. want to grow that label. Yes. Yeah. And, and we're in an interesting place right now as a label, because today actually we've been underneath this label in, uh, in the Netherlands called Hexagon. There's a huge DJ named Don Diablo. He's a superstar in the dance music world. And so our label has been a sub label of his label. Uh, as of today, we are totally independent. And uh, there was another label who was supposed to come in and they offered me this insane deal. And then they pulled out at the last minute. So we're in this like kind of free area, which is exciting of, okay, God, what's next? You, you know, like we've got the world ahead of us to just do whatever we need to, but um, without partnering with one of these bigger places, like there's definitely less reach and less financial investment. And so, you know, this is a, a, a fun slash frustrating challenge for this next, you know, few months. And we're in, in conversations like Warner reached out to, to do stuff with the label and have us wow. go underneath them, but just trying to figure out like the right place. Um, but yeah, the finance thing is, is a huge part, especially nowadays, like Spotify is so much harder than it's ever been. Apple Music is the same way that you can't just go off relationships you got to really build momentum and build reach and so yeah um yeah we're just praying for wisdom and strategy for all that stuff right I now. i get it i get it all right so your 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 platform is in in my opinion is very unique because you've got this you know you've got this dj thing you got you know you, you're 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 developing you're mixing this stuff and you've got you've got a rare you're you know i i hate to use this overused word but i'm going to use it you're a unicorn in your industry mm. because you know first of all you're a believer yeah. Yep. And uh, second of all, you, you know, you've got all this equipment and you really you, you love to bring the club and the dance into there. Uh, and and then also you've got a label as well and you're trying to find young talent. So what do you look for when you to if you could bring in the uh, the ultimate fit in you know new talent? Is it people like, like right out of high school? Is it people out of college? It, what What is what is the perfect fit to come into your yeah. label label and maybe really start producing them and helping them out to where everybody wins in, in finances and, and, you know, kingdom production. Yeah. I, I don't have a specific age because dance music is very, it's not reliant on age like other industries. I mean, like pop right. music, I mean, the younger, the better for them. Yeah. I and mean, I've been in that world and it's just so different than the dance music world. And so I, it's just about like, is what you're making excellent? Do I feel like when I listen to it, does something come alive inside me? Uh, and then who are you as a person? 
Um, yeah, it, it's funny because there have been some people that we've signed that aren't Christians, but I'm like, I just, I, my heart is just for you. I love you. I see something sure. in your life that yep. the world needs what you have, whether you know where it comes from or not. Um, and there are some people that have actually become Christians through working with the label and then, um, other people, you know, aren't, and that's totally cool. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's just, do you have a, a, a desire for excellence and is what you, is what you carry, what you release? Like, is mm-hmm. it, does it have something on it? Uh, and then what do you like to work with? Cause if you're difficult, like I'll go find somebody else who's just as talented. who's really easy to work with. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I mean, you know, it's always yeah. funny because you know, we come across, I'm, I'm you could probably come across 10 times more than I do, but I do come across sometimes people who want to be coached. Right. Yep. And they're very talented. They're very gifted, but they're just not coachable. You mm-hmm. know? And I just do not, not be, I don't, I don't need that client. And I know yep. you, you don't need that either as, as you know, cause there's so many people out there that want that break, want to yep. sit down there and listen under a master as yourself. Yep. And uh, it makes your job so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the mentoring side of it. I, I yeah. really do. Like there's some artists, there's a kid who he was 15 when he put out his first song with us. And, and I've loved being able to just, you know, mentor him as a person as well as an artist and just see mm-hmm. him grow and who he is and, and also just what he makes creatively. It, it's really cool. And I love the fathering side of it as well as the, hey, we need to get better here. We need to grow mm-hmm. as a producer, as an artist and all that. I love doing all of that. It's, a, it's one of my favorite things of having a label is getting to do that. Well, it's really interesting. And uh, I just I think the whole industry is is having a metamorphosis in a lot of different ways. You know, I mean, I know, you know, you've got things like Kanye coming in and out, which is really interesting. And uh, and then, you know, you've got some other stuff out there that's not as interesting, but very popular. But I do think guys like you that are salt and light in this industry Mm. are so needed. And that's why I was so excited to have you on this podcast, because you, you carry that, you know, you not only walk the walk, but you talk the talk and, and, mm. and, and you're out there constantly putting yourself out there. So, uh, okay. So let me ask you this. Did the churches bring you in there and, and show up on Sunday for worship and, and rock it out? No, I've never, never done that. Um, would you, would you do that? Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's not, it's not something that I've like have pursued by any means. Like my heart is like, I love the church, but my heart isn't to just equip the church. Like, I want to go where the church will never go. I want to go where people that don't know Jesus will come will on. be, you know? Like, I, most people that come to my shows will probably never show up to church. And I love that I get to go and minister release hope and freedom in the atmosphere and my sets and all that stuff and have conversations. I love that. So my heart has always been for people outside of the church. And so that's definitely my my focus, but I do feel like there's this shift happening in this decade specifically where there's going to be a new sound of worship that comes like, I love worship music. Well, some of it, but I'm, I, I, as an art, as a musician, I sit here and I go, how, how does this all sound the same? Like sonically for the last 20 years, like sounding yeah. like YouTube and Coldplay, maybe it was cool 15 years ago, but like, why are we still there as a church? Like we, yeah we should be coming up with new and innovative sounds and ideas. And, and so I do think there's going to be start to be a shift where some new sounds actually make their way into worship or like the whole different genres that people were like, Oh, that's not worship. That's some house music. It's like, well, no, the music I make is house music, but it comes from a place of worship. Come on. I, I hope the church will start embracing stuff like that because 
I feel like the body of Christ misses out on so much of God's heart and, and who he is as a creator and what he wants to share with the earth. If we just think of worship as a genre, not um, a heart posture through creativity. And so I think totally. doing stuff like I'm actually chatting with some people, pastors at Bethel, but like we should do something where we do like DJ led worship and just turn the place into a club for two hours and just let people dance and just see what the Holy spirit does. Like, you know, yes. and at the show I did the other day, yes. the other week in Reading, you know, people came up to me afterwards, like, yo, like I was just seeing angels in the room and I got drunk in the spirit and, and like, I'm just playing house music, but it's like, oh, the Lord. And, you know, I talk about house music because that's my world, but there's going to be like stuff like that with other genres that I think the church is going to really expand. And so I'm not I opposed to, to trying yeah. this and just seeing what happens. Yeah, well, I think you're in the right area for it. I mean, I do. And, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know Fabio or not, but he's in charge. I don't. Of it. You, I got to introduce, I'll, I'll text introduce you guys after cool. this because you need to hang out with him. And he's got this conservatory thing going over there. And yeah, I've got a bunch of friends that did it or are pastors there. Yeah, because so yeah. Yeah, you could bring some of that in there. But no, I think I love that heart, Topher, because I think it's really important that, you know, like whenever I get a chance to preach, you know, I, I like to laugh. And so I bring a lot of levity. You know, I think. Yeah. I think we take ourselves way too seriously sometimes so, in, in, so in the serious. church, man, you know, because listen, Jesus was all about, Jesus was all about having, you know, living life abundant, right? Yep. And, you know, instead of being downcast as Cain was, get over it, tomorrow's a new day and you can go out there and do better, you know? And so yep. I think your music inside the church would be awesome. I think it would, yeah. be, I think it would be really, really, really Yeah, cool. I think we're going to see it. And I also think, you know, for these younger generations, like, sonically what they're into is not what the church is releasing and there's a that's a problem you yeah know? there's a disconnect there and we you yes. know it's like you know i always tell people my wife always you know we work together with a lot of different people but jesus always met people where they're at yep. you know it's just like what you're saying Telfer. you like being in that club because you can sit there and spread jesus in there even though it might be a covert operation or you, when you have one-on-one -on -one conversations it's an yep. overt conversation but that that shares and that's meeting people where they're at yeah yeah and, and uh, you know, Jesus went out there and, you know, he met the leopards where they're at, you know, and, you know, they didn't, they, they didn't allow leopards into the synagogue, you know, right. <laughs> right. They, they just didn't, you know, so, all right. So uh, tell me about your family. Cause I see that your beautiful baby on Instagram all <laughs> yeah. the time and that, yeah. uh, which is so cute. Uh, so tell us about your family, your wife, how long have you been married? You know, I don't know, yeah. you know, yeah, is this your first baby or is this your 60th? You know, what do you got going on? <laughs> 60 would be a, be a miracle, but no. Maybe you got that Mormon, it, yeah. maybe you got that Mormon starter kit going. I don't know. <laughs> I started having kids out of the womb, you know? No. Yeah, right. um, yeah, so my wife and I, we've been married for over just over five years. Our five-year anniversary was in January, and she's from Sydney, Australia. Um, we wow. met at a wedding in Fort Wayne, Indiana, randomly. She's a bridesmaid. I was a groomsman sounds very fairy tale but um yeah and then we yeah we had our first son solomon in august of last year august 3rd and he was born in amsterdam and he wow. i mean i've never had another baby so i i don't have like another barometer to go by but he's the happiest most joyful kid i've ever seen in my life Come on. And other people like there's something different about him and it's so it's just so special to Get to spend time with him and especially for me professionally it's just been a weird couple of years with the world being shut down and all that yeah, yeah that i've actually loved this the six months with him of like this may have been my most favorite season of life is just being a dad with him while i work on my next album 
Come on, uh, and then the joy and the fun that we have. And then I think it, you can feel it in the records that I'm making for this album. Like it feels like that. And so family life's amazing. And I feel so almost cheated in some ways of how the world portrays family and having kids and, Oh, you've got to give up your dreams and you've got to do this. And it's the, and it's like, no, no one, very few people tell you, this is the most joyful, incredible thing you will ever experience in your life. Like, I've played, I've been signed to the biggest record label in the world. I've played the biggest stage in the dance music world, like all that stuff. I've got hundreds of millions of streams on the internet. This is amazing. None of it even comes close to the huh. joy that I get of just laughing with my son. I know. And so it's, it's been the most surreal experience of my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we should have had kids 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why did we wait this long? You know, so it's cool, just man. been the best. So I, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but I absolutely love being a dad. Well, I, I just, yeah. I, if you guys need to follow uh, King Topher on Instagram and he's got some amazing posts with his beautiful <laughs> son and yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it's really good. And I, I love that, it, you know, and uh, until you have your own child, you know, it's always funny for me when people tell you how to raise your kids when they have no children, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started on that man yeah because you know uh and, and and but i think you know children really god god gives you a a microscopic view of how his unconditional love for mm -hmm. us as soon as you have your first baby you know and uh it's really really special and i'm glad you guys are enjoying it and he's beautiful and i'm just proud of you guys man it's really yeah. good so yeah. all right um and so you met your wife at Henda's fairy tale and she's from Australia. Do you guys know Nate Johnston? I'm name dropping here. I follow them on follow him and his wife on Instagram, right. but don't know them personally. All right, I have to introduce you two to them. Oh. Uh, they're they're stuck over in Australia right now. I heard. Uh, I have seen yeah, that. he moved. He, yeah, and it's like, bro, what you know? Because he came here to Texas, and then uh, he went over to Australia and thought he could get right back. And so you know, uh, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> so uh, I, I've been we've been praying a lot for Australia. It's been hard to watch. I know it, man. I've yeah. got some clients over in Australia, and I just my heart goes out to those people over there. Uh, come on, Canadian truckers, yeah, yeah, so, for real. Uh, <laughs> I love those patriots, man. So, all right, what? Uh, so, what exciting things do you got working on right now that you're going to release, or what is what is in the hopper that we can have some inside information here, yeah. King Topher? Uh, I'm working on my album. Yeah. And uh, Welcome Home was the latest single that came out a couple of weeks ago with Dante and Naomi from That's Maverick cool. City, which is pretty amazing. Yep. Uh, the next single comes out March 4th. It's called Lose Control. It's just a really fun house record. But yeah, though, so these are all singles leading up to the album. The album is going to be end of June, early July. Uh, we might push it back a little bit just to put a few more singles out, but tentatively that's what it is. So yeah got this album that I'm so excited about. Um, I'm in the process of taking about 40 songs and narrowing down to which ones we want to put on the album, which is 10, 10 to 12 on tracks. What do you think? I, it, it'll probably end up being closer to 20. I oh think my it's going to be a little wow. bit longer. Uh, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, there's something about doing something cool with more than, than usual right now. Makes yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's in a great business sense, but like the Lord just seems to be like 20 is a number that I keep feeling. So Rock something on. around that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be a bit longer than most, most other albums. But yeah, that, <laughs> that's the big thing that I'm working on. Um, okay. And then, yeah, and then the label, just figuring out the next steps with that, which yeah. is 
fun so and you, exciting and adventurous. Well, you know, you got some you got some great talent out there in Bethel. You know that, yeah. and uh, who knows what's guys going to bring into your to your program. All right, so let me. What, how do you? This is kind of a weird question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, I'm noted for those weird ones. But, uh, <laughs> how how do you see technology changing in the next 20, 30, 50, 100 years in, in for music? How do you see that happening? I mean, because because yeah, I mean it's going crazy technology, right? I mean yep. it really is. You know, you got 3Ds and you're gonna have things that are holograms. You get all this stuff going on. Yep. What do you, what do you see out there, Tofu? I think the way we consume music will keep adjusting. You know, we went from vinyl to cds or cassettes to cds to then ripping stuff on napster to then streaming i'm interested to see what the next kind of phase of streaming is and yeah uh you know because it's been around for a minute where normally every six seven years there's some sort of new variation that i wonder what's going to be the next thing after spotify and apple music there's going to be right. something i don't know what but there will be something mm -hmm. i think things like tiktok will keep evolving it won't be tiktok it'll be something else in a couple mm -hmm. years that will keep affecting the way that we consume and relate to music but i think um i i don't know how this will work but i mean th this metaverse thing is like is it, it's a real thing whether people want to accept it or not i, I put an mm -hmm. oculus on the other day for the first time and about a minute in i was like i totally get why people love this wow I mean, it, I don't know if you've ever done it. Like, you no, know, I have these like weird games, and I was like, it's so submersive that you forget. Like those videos you see people with them, the yeah. eye mask on, yeah, yeah. they run into the wall. Like, it's a real thing. And wow. I I sat there and and <laughs> I never want to be afraid of technology or afraid of the future. And so I'm always like, hey, God, how can we use this to bring about creativity or kingdom or whatever it is? And so. You know, Christians yeah. need to understand like this stuff isn't going away. It's only nope. going to keep increasing. And so That's we right. need to figure out how to be at the head, not the tail in the creative part of all of it. Um, well, God's all I about think, technology. Like, the virtual concerts thing will keep. Yes. It's going to have to evolve into some way where it has to be more than just watching. There needs to be some sort of like maybe you put on like a suit so you get more sensory stuff I like that. that. I mean, I like it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, stuff is going to keep moving yeah. forward yeah i think you know in you know I, i've been studying genesis lately and you know and uh which is really good i uh, i really enjoy diving deep into genesis it's kind of i'm getting taught by a rabbi in this stuff and i really enjoy it but one of the things that god was always for technology and mm. you know even when they were building the tower of babel you know they had this brick right and as funny as it sounds that was that was state-of-the-art technology yep. you know and uh he didn't tell them not to use it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. you know so i think technology is really really important it's just like you know I, you've heard me say this before you know these things these these you know these cell phones they're, they're awesome and they're also evil right and so yes. it's it depends on whose hands they are and just like a yep. gun you know gun doesn't kill people people kill people so yep. uh yeah well, that's it that's i kind of like the suit man and having a suit with all that I mean, stuff I, going I just, on I think that'd be people, fun. People, people tried these like live stream, you know, the Fortnite concerts, all that stuff. People definitely have tried, especially over the last couple of years, people are trying yeah. to think of, oh, are there's more, you know, live streaming events. Is that going to be the future? And I think what people found out very quickly was, hey, this is cool for a minute, but like it is not going to a club. It is not going to a concert. Right. That's you, right. you just miss out on everything of the experience. Yeah. And so until it can become way more, submersive like mm -hmm. every sensory detail then i think 
it will keep being live shows. And I think live shows will always be around. Um, yes. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, like I, sentence, I think you know, it's going to be more, I don't know, maybe this is another thing. It's like it's, the way we reach people is just going to become more and more uh, available. So like my song, Welcome Home, the biggest city in the world that's listened to right now is Moscow in Russia. And you're like, and the, the third biggest country is China. And you're like, okay, these are countries that are not interested in the gospel, are not interested in mm -hmm. hope and freedom. But yet this song is reaching all these people. And so I think wow. technology is going to increase our ability to reach people in countries like that and around the world uh, more than we can even right now. Totally. I mean, it's just like with this, you know, with this podcast, you know, and, you know, I'm not nearly as big as Joe Rogan also, but I know he's not scared. <laughs> I yet. love Joe. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, listen, Rumble offered him a hundred million dollars if he comes <laughs> so over. I'm like, that. come on, man. I'd say, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, our podcast, the little podcast we got here, you know, we got a hundred thousand downloads, but you know, we're in like 65 different countries, yep. you know, and so there's people right now listening to us over in, in Russia, in Pakistan, in Iran, and uh, in, in, you know, Beijing, which I think is, that's what I love. You know, it's like yep. Jesus said, you're going to do the things I can do and greater. And, yep. you know, uh, he didn't have a YouTube channel, you know, but I've uh, never heard anyone <laughs> say it like that with technology. That's such yeah. a good perspective. Yeah, because that's, you know, because I mean, we can be instantly around the world like right yep. now. Right. And so that's something that's really, you know amazing and i think what i what and I, I agree with you about the live performances there's nothing like being center road third uh, center row orchestra at, yeah. at a live concert man and just having your face melt right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. that's 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 when and I, you know that that's that's a spiritual thing in itself i mean i i've seen i've seen bono you know three times you know center row oh, orchestra awesome. man he, like melted right there it's just like it was so cool but uh, i also been to celine dion concert i have daughters <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it i love which, it I which love was it. which was good you know she's like all this you know I yeah mean, she's pretty intense but she was awesome so um yeah. all right so uh, i always ask all my guests you know uh what scripture are you hanging out on right now and and what book if any, have you read that are kind of interesting lately? Oh man, I read um, so, the last book I read. I haven't read anything this year. I've been just it's been hectic Harry. with uh, the little one. I read. Yes. I mean, the this there was, was it from good to great. It was one oh, of those. Yeah, like, Jim Collins. One of those yeah. books. I was yeah. the last one. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it just I love those. I love the practicality sometimes like we is yeah in charismania world it's all like oh super spiritual holy spirit <laughs> which is great but at some point that needs to connect with like the practicality or else it just it's not going to really make an impact on the world and so i love reading books that are pretty practical of like hey this is this is how this is how i've stewarded excellence and grown whatever it is that they're doing i love learning from those people um jim collins right sure yeah and then sure that i've been I love John 10, 10. I mean, I've got it tattooed on my arm and I just, come on, man. That's, that that's our like, whole ministry is John. 10. Yeah. I mean, I've got it, got it right here. Come uh, on, bro. Like, did you do that like, because of me? Did you do that for me? Yeah, I did, no, <laughs> I, I, I had this tattoo for a while, but I just, I've been thinking about what is with the world and everything that's gone through in the last couple of years and people are just freaking out and so much fear. like, what does it look like to have an abundant life in the midst of that? And to pull other people into an abundant life uh, because people are, are not, I mean, this is a sweeping generation, but a lot of people are not doing very well or, or haven't done very well over the past couple of years. And 
we as Christians, we get to actually be hope. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things God talked to me about with this album was like, hey, you can make an album that's very relevant and current and it'll do well. Or you can make an album that carries hope that will be even better for the world. Because if if my people don't create from a place of hope that carries hope, the world isn't going to experience hope right now because we're the only people that actually have hope. Because everything the world has had to offer has been in shambles. And so most people are pretty hopeless because everything they had their hope in was shaken and, and it's fallen. And so I've just been reading a lot about hope and we get to be the hope of the world to people with Jesus. And um, that, that's kind of where my head has been recently is like, what does an abundant life look like? And how do we pull people into that? And how am I a bearer of hope to the world? So good, man. So good. I love I love that you're out there in, in the marketplace. Because I, I, I do believe, Topher, I think you do too, that the marketplace is the is the late is the last great you know foundation for our, our to get to get true revival out there. I think yep. we got to penetrate the marketplace, and you got to be 100%. where they're at. You know, because uh, you know everybody knows church attendance is falling. I know when we hang out in our bubbles like Bethel and Storehouse and Upper Room and some other Charismania places, it's hot and it's going on and it's cool. But overall. Uh, Pew Research shows that, you know, church attendance is drastically down yep. over the last 25 years. And I think, you know, part of that is obviously, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood doesn't portray us as as really who we are. <laughs> shocking, shocking, right? Yeah. But then there's some Christians out there that are, uh, you know, they're the worst PR for Christianity there ever was, yep. you know, in the yep. legalistic uh, aspect. Yep. So I love that you go into this place, you go into the marketplace and, yep. and you work you know is out there and it comes from worship it comes from love it comes from like you said abundance and i think yep. you know abundance is really important i think one of the things too is um is a lot of people talk about you know uh the prosperity gospel which i'm not i'm not about that but i am about people getting their money taken care of because mm. if you do have your money taken care of life you can then have your purpose in jesus purpose mm. out there and be in a kingdom builder a kingdom producer like you are kingdom, the kingdom isn't doesn't happen for free no it sure doesn't you think <laughs> it's expensive you know i always say I, always, I tell you know that you know the good samaritan would not have been famous if not for he had money right yep. and so uh we do need to have that you know that money that e plebeius unium that you know greenbacks whatever they are dead presidents to help other people and that's that's what i love about guys like you who are entrepreneurs who are out there mm -hmm. putting it on the line making a difference in this kingdom and yep. plus producing beautiful music man mm -hmm. and uh and plus you got this family and you got this picture so all right uh moving to moving to redding california from amsterdam how big of a culture shock was that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it's like the total opposite in the sense of Amsterdam is stunning and beautiful and so much history and culture and art and museums, but not great community to Reading, which is amazing community, but not a lot of culture, art, history, you know. And so it's it's been like a, a total trade-off. But I've been I've been loving the slower pace of life. It's been so nice especially as, you know, with our, our little one to just yeah. slow down a little bit and, and have just tons of friends to kind of do life with. And, um, you know, that, that love Solomon as well. And, and it's cool to see other families kind of coming around and, yeah. you know, helping him grow into who he's going to be. And so, and then just the spiritual atmosphere of being here, it's pretty surreal. Um, yeah. I've been to a lot of places in the world. I've never felt a place like this where, just feels the atmosphere feels a bit thinner and feels a bit lighter and it just feels like every gift you have with 
just seems to operate a little bit higher level for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just how it is. And I'm not mad about it. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, I'm real proud of you for making that move out there. And and I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So tell everybody how they get a hold of you. How do they get your music? And uh, yeah, so tell us everything about King Topher. Yeah. So if you want to follow me, Royal King Topher on Instagram, uh, it's the same thing on Twitter. I mean, I'm not tweeting much because not much the cost benefit of tweeting these days is not very high (laughs) no no it's pretty much a garbage platform (laughs) but uh yeah and then if you want to listen to my music you can just search on spotify king topher on apple or any platform you use same thing on youtube um cool and then i mean shoot me a dm on instagram i'll respond and you know chat and say hey and all that stuff and uh just uh, you know if you follow me be great if you you know actually support the music but i would just love if you decide to follow me and the music just anytime you see a post i'll just pray for me you know this industry needs a lot of hope and a a lot of love and as much as i love it it can be hard and exhausting at times so the more people praying i'm all for it anytime you hear a song on the radio don't curse the music industry say lord i'm so (laughs) thankful for music and the creativity that you have in these people whether they know you or not um that's one thing i'm really passionate about i just heard too many people in the church say oh pop music and the music industry is so blah i'm like well part of it's because we were so afraid to even engage with it so then of course it's going to go off path but i hear you know oh this song's terrible it's like well it might be but you cursing it isn't going to make it better so come on brother bless the music industry whenever you listen to stuff that you like or don't like um i love that just have a heart for this god is so for music and releasing who he is to people through music just so, yeah, be supportive of me, but also just the whole music industry. Come on, bro. Uh, needs your love and prayer. Amen, man. Well said, my man. Well said. Well, listen, Topher, it's such a pleasure having you on there. I've been following you for a while, and I know we've been interacting here on, yeah. on social media, and uh, I'm just honored to have you on us. And uh, uh, yeah, because it's what you're doing is really cool. So, listeners, uh, make sure uh, we'll put, we'll put our, all the connections in here in the call notes. So, make sure you show them some love. Uh, get his music, download, pray for him on this music. And, and, and I love that. Don't curse the music on the radio. Yeah. Cause uh, that that's, you know, that's everybody's trying to do what they can and we need to be salt and light out there. And yep. so uh, yep. just bring the Holy spirit into that, uh, that, that promise. So uh, Topher, any last words, ma'am? Let's bring the kingdom, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Thank yep. you so much. God bless you. Cheers. Uh, congratulations on that beautiful baby and uh yeah tell your wife next time we want to get her on here uh if nothing else does she still have that cool australian accent she sounds a bit more british but it definitely she it's a good it's a great accent it's definitely good all right my man god bless you thank you so much for, for your talents and for your time bro thank you very much for having me Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.